This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 753. Hacking Geek. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to the Mighty My Mac Podcast 753. Yes, I'm back. Guy? Guy? Hello? Hello, Guy? Hmm. Doesn't seem to be there. Well, I hope I didn't upset him. Right, let me think, let me think. Ah! Just give me a few seconds, folks. Hi, Mike. Could, yes. Could, could you do me a favour and come on the MyMac podcast this week? Oh, hey guys, of course. Uh, uh, is is Guy on? No, no, he he's away, unfortunately. Oh, well, great then. I'm in. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> yes, brilliant. We might as well just crack on with it. So, uh, well, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's uh, was was there a reason you 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 asked why if Guy was on? No, no, no reason. No, no reason. No, I, I'm normally pleased when he's not on myself. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're only joking, Guy. You know that. Um, I yes, love Guy. We all love Guy. Everyone loves Guy. Um, in, in fact, what I should be playing now is Guy. Guy. Yeah, Guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. Yes, I'm doing it. I'm doing it early, guy, for you because I know that you're away. <laughs> um, so I've been away for the last couple of weeks, as you may or may not have noticed, listeners. Probably not noticed, if I'm honest. Um, I've been on holiday, walking not quite the distance that guy mentioned a day. 30 to 40 miles a day is a little bit excessive when you're going 400 feet straight up, 400 feet straight down. 400 feet straight up again, 400 feet back down. Uh, It's quite tiring, and 30 to 40 miles a day of that, I'm not that fit. However, we do do anywhere between 10 and 12 miles a day, Kai, so when you're back, I'll let you just apologise, because, you know, I know that Americans don't like apologising that much. Hey, Mike, that's a that's a joke between me and Mike listeners, to be honest with you. And then this week, I, yeah. <laughs> don't say sorry, Mike. Sorry. Uh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and this and this week I've been away in Berlin with work, which was very interesting. Um, and when we say work, the first half day, well, we actually had an exercise in driving, which was quite interesting. I didn't actually speak to Mike about this before, but we had a... They went to one of these road safety courses, and there was about, I think, 50 or 60 of us, and we did some off-road. Uh, and then we did, um, yeah, some skid pan stuff and, you know, controlling the car at speed on a wet and greasy road. and That was really interesting. But they also had um somebody known um by the name of ben collins now mike do you know who ben collins is 
I am not positive. Is that one of the dirt track racers? No, no. But he, he is a racing driver, has been a racing driver in the past. He was actually quite famous for not saying anything in a very famous automotive TV show. Oh, and he used you to stumped wear, me. He used to wear all white. Oh, the Stig. I was going to say Speed Racer. I know the Stig, the Stig, uh, the the uh, obviously Top Gear Stig. So I was really quite quite pleased that I he took he basically took all of us on a short hop around this fast track on a wet track so he slid it all the way around and then took us at speed around the track and then obviously parked it back almost in the identical spot each time and he did that 50 or 60 times that day so um, well if you do something like that 50 or 60 times you're always going to get enough practice at it you're going to be able to do it aren't you um anyway all of this means that i wasn't really doing very much with um my mac I always try and get that piece in, as it is the MyMac show, Mike. Uh, uh, so most of, most of the stuff that I was doing was obviously with my iOS devices. Um, much of that wasn't really very creative. So I've done very little creatively or, or work-wise this week with my Mac or my Apple devices. Um, so I'm going to ask Mike, who really, I think it's part of his business. What's been happening in your Mac or Apple world this week? Mike, have you been doing anything related with uh, those devices or or, or not? <laughs> Create. Well, uh, I have not been doing a whole lot creative with my devices the past couple of weeks. <clears throat> I have been going through I, I'm I'm I, I'm putting through a, a putting myself through a delicate balancing act of Mojave versus High Sierra on my four different Macs. Oh, uh, I do have one app that does not like to work on Mojave, and it is a server app that my other Macs feed off of. So I've been playing a delicate balancing act of what I should upgrade and not upgrade. And, of course, with all the latest updates that have come out, the security patches and whatnot the past week for the Intel flaws, yep. um, I'm, I'm uh, of course, keeping everything updated. But then also going through all my apps and trying to figure out what's going to make the cut when 10.15 comes out. And it appears as if not much is going to make the cut. I have to find analogs for a good deal of the apps that I've been using all these years and have come to trust on my Mac. So a lot of my time has been spent, <clears throat> excuse me, doing that recently. Wow, that sounds like a bit of a subject we can delve into in the, 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 the second section a little bit more, I think. Um, interesting, because we are, we're actually at work now going through the stage of moving to Windows 10. Um, mm. Yeah, the everlasting operating system, as the IT guy said. And I thought, hmm, who are you trying to sell this to, young man? Because uh, everlasting operating systems is something which I think is non-existent. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. So well, it's I, one of the, re- the one of the last great thefts Microsoft made from Apple is renaming Windows to Windows 10 and then saying that it's going to be a perpetual version from then forward, which I seem to recall Apple did something like that in 2001, perhaps. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, it was about 2001, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But they are being forced to upgrade to 10 or to pay the piper come January. Yes, yes, that that is... Uh, uh, I, I, and I see where they're coming from, but, boy, it's hard work, isn't it? But this isn't my win. 
This no, is my Mac. This is my. So, I like it. My win. There's a my pod- win. There's a there's a podcast there somewhere. <laughs> um, it'd just be complaining every week, though. Um, let's go over to the MyMac recent articles. There's just one this week, which is iRig Microamp. This is a re- review by Mr. Nom Gimorowski. Um, this is this product is about 150 US dollars, I believe. Now, the iRig Microamp is a tiny powerhouse for guitarists and all musicians. Take it everywhere using the included six AA batteries or plug it in with an optional AC adapter that doubles the power output. Download the company's iOS and Mac apps for enhanced stomp box sounds with your Apple gear. Output and input ports for incoming and outgoing speakers and headphones add to the amp's versatility. The physical unit is about the size of an, of an automobile battery or a toaster. It weighs a lot less than the former and a bit more than the latter. All controls, knobs, buttons, indicators and ports are easy to see and use. Because it's so tiny, iRig Microamp can reside or be placed anywhere and no one will have any idea where that big sound is originating. Go over to the MyMac.com website and read more of John's review of the iRig Microamp. Anything you'd use there, Mike? Is that something you use? Are you a musician? Anybody in your family a musician? I am not, but I was thinking I did just replace the automobile battery in my car, and it was not light at all, and it was in quite an inconvenient place. So I'm hoping this is a lot more convenient to (laughs) set up and use than that was. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Okay, so now we move in to, yes, you got it, Gaz's Snippets. Yeah, Gaz's Snippets. I just like that bit. I love it. I love it. I'm still. We're still waiting for somebody to do me a little loop there, Mike. You know, just a. It's like we've got um, Gaz's uh, tips, which uh, I'm sure you can remember. Well, well, I'll be playing it later, so you'll hear it. But uh, just waiting for someone to come up with a Gaz's news snippets. <sighs> I'll have to do it myself. Anyway, Apple buys a company every two to three weeks. Well, wouldn't we just like to know more? Well. We can't. (laughs) Warren Buffett stars in Apple game for iOS, and the Warren Buffett's game is called Paper Wizard. Paper Wizard. All I can say to that is someone wake me up when this dream is over. Or nightmare, I could say. Apple hit two class action lawsuits over the loop disease. Well, it doesn't help when you start by repairing iPhones with the microphone loop disease problem for free and then change that policy to charge for it i'm not quite sure where they are at the moment but i think that was a uh, bit of a known goal apple if i'm honest (laughs) apple uses environment to push iphone trading program Uh, i like this it's good Uh, please more companies need to do more of this sort of uh, process but don't be surprised about how apple are moving to a services revenue model off the back of this type of process they still have to make money and this probably costs them more than they get back out of the process if i'm honest apple now think so yeah you think so i would think so there's a lot there's still a lot of waste there Uh, It's nice to be able to recycle the aluminum. I don't know what they can do with the glass, considering it's bonded to the LCD panel or OLED panel, depending on the model. But um, there is still going to be a certain amount of waste, and that's uh, they have to be able to recover 
the cost of recycling the phone with the little bit that they can get out of it. And I'd like to think that they're re- you know recycling or disposing of the rest of the uh, uh, the materials in a, in a more environmentally friendly way than I'm sure some of our uh, local tips are doing. Agreed. Um, Okay, Apple uh, Canada now honours the third-party device protection plans. All I can say is good, so they should. Um, Apple Pay turns up in Iceland. The more countries, the better, I say. If only it had reached Holland when we were there a few few weekends ago, I could have paid using my Apple Watch in the Apple Store for an Apple product I'd bought there. (laughs) Oh, the irony. Oh, the irony. Uh, Apple Watch Series 4 display wins an SID award. Not quite sure what this award is, but I'm not surprised. Personally, I love the the screen and the clarity on my Apple Watch Series 4. It's always clear. It's easy to read. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a lovely screen, so I'm not surprised. Do you have an Apple Watch, Mike? Series 3. Series 3. Uh, I mean, it's not a bad screen on those either, is it? No, I love it. No, I'm quite happy with it. Absolutely. Um, Report um, on seven of the top ten iOS apps in April were games. Yes, but Apple doesn't, air quotes, do games, does it? I'll leave that one hanging. Google CEO, privacy should not be a luxury. Uh, Hello, Google. Yes, I'm shaking my head now at that headline. I'm not going to dwell on it. Computer world lack of subsidies make iPhones seem a luxury. No, it makes the subsidized items uh, not reveal their true worth and cost. That's my view on that one. Um, Original mint inbox iPod hits eBay for 20k. All I can say is what a waste of a device for all that time. Mind you, the guy with the iPod probably isn't saying that especially if it's sold which i'll have to find out for you next week uh, mac os 10.14.5 takes a zombie load off your mac now the, i think it was a was it zombie load or zombie land i can't remember the the vulnerability the no 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 oh, this, the is, this, is the, this is the vulnerability yeah um, zombie load is the vulnerability right yeah so these vulnerabilities astound me every time they come out but actually 10.14.5 actually removes that uh, vulnerability from uh, your system. As long as your uh, system obviously is on Mojave and can take 10.14.5, because I assume the older systems could still have that vulnerability. They are upgrade or they're releasing patches for 10.13 and 10.12, but I don't, Sierra and High Sierra, but I don't believe anything older than that. No, okay. Uh, Apple Insider have said WhatsApp vulnerability exploited to spy on iOS devices. Uh, get the app updated now. Hang on. If you've got auto update on, how do you know? Well, go into the update section on the App Store on your iOS device and scroll down and you should find a recent update. If you don't see it, uh, contact Apple. <laughs> Isn't 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 WhatsApp a product of Facebook? Yes, it is. So is anybody surprised (laughs) by this vulnerability (laughs) that it would spy on our iOS devices? (laughs) Just asking. That's a rhetorical question. Moving on. (laughs) Alexa in Australia and New Zealand now supports Apple Music. Who's Alexa? Speaking of spying. 
<laughs> Get the Eurovision app, apparently, just in time for Eurovision. No, please don't get the Eurovision app, because Eurovision is dreadful. And that's it from me. That's the end of Gaz's snippets. Now, I'm going to take us out, Mike, and then we can jump straight into the proper stuff, as, as we normally say. So, everybody, stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. They say that an infinite amount of monkeys will eventually make a Shakespearean play. It only takes two for this show, The G-Men, on the My Mac Show podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to, well, it's 753.2. Yes, Guy, I'm continuing with the point two rather than the second section. Um, okay, Mike, what, I've, I've put a little heading in here saying Apple the way ahead. What do we think the future of Apple is? Now, that's a massive subject which we could go on all sorts of areas. So if you've got just a snippet of an area or a, a future of Macs or iOS or services or something you'd like to see from, from Apple, then hit me with that rather than us trying to understand the uh, the strategy, strategy which um, Tim Cook and the executive might have because if we knew that, we'd probably be building our own companies at, uh, and earning quite a lot of money ourselves. Hmm. So where would you like Apple to go? Where would I like Apple to go? Well, I, you know, Apple is obviously hinting very strongly if they've not overtly said that services is is a big part of their future. Yep. yep. Um, fine. You know, I, that that's okay. Uh, I I would l- like to see the Mac and and iOS continue to be a big part of their future, and I think it will for for some time. But one of the things I've asked for. Um, I think you and I have talked about this. I may or may not have talked about this on my own podcast. It's certainly something that's been on my mind a lot is I would very much like to see Apple uh, open source Mac OS uh, or at least make it available for more platforms so that folks can install it on their own uh, home built hardware. Uh, I know that's a controversial thing, but if uh, Apple <laughs> it's can't that, it's- or doesn't want to, um, provide the quote-unquote pro-level Macs that a certain segment of its market are asking for, why not give that segment of the market, the market who doesn't just want to buy, you know, walk into an Apple store and buy what is effectively a toaster and have it be good for as good as it's good. You know what I mean by that? It's yeah, 8 gig yeah. of memory and 256 <clears throat> yeah. gig of storage. And then in three years, you're like, gosh, 256 is not enough. I need 512. Oh, gosh, you can't get it because it's soldered into the system board. Well, why not make it so that folks who who want to can build a we'll we'll call it what it is now a hackintosh, but make it official. Yeah, it it really is funny that 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 came up on your mind because eleven years ago when I first got a Mac, I actually went on to the MacCast and um, because I was a new rare really really new user. Um, in fact, I might even have gone on to the MacCast when I wasn't a user. I was looking around and wondering myself whether I should, you know, I, I, I think my discussion with him was around the fact that I would really like to be able to try out the operating system before I spent the money and, and, and went over purely to a Mac uh, and asking the same question. Why can't I have an operating system just to try it out? So um, interesting you say that but because there's kind of... Did we not think a few years ago that they were hinting that they might be going down that route? 
Well, I, I kind of feel like they're, it's, it, it's at least being given consideration with an Apple because there's no, you know, for, for as much as Apple likes to crack down on people who are misusing their, their brand or trademarks or, or software, the one area that they don't seem to really be cracking down on is the Hackintosh community. They, they, there almost seems to be a, a behind the scenes approval for it, if you will. Uh, because there isn't an effort to shut down these sites that are encouraging people to download Mac OS and, and build their own machines. And did they used to be, do you think? Because I'm just wondering whether Apple deem it to be such a small impact and, and something they don't really have to worry about. Well, that's a good question. And and keep in mind, I'm not asking for Apple to stop building Macs. I think the, no, the Mac no. is a fantastic piece of hardware. And I myself would probably continue to purchase, uh, you know, official <laughs> Macs from Apple, uh, a- except for extreme cases where I need something very specific to suit my needs for, you know, a particular project or series of projects. And I could build myself a small Mac Pro uh, that I can expand as needed and still continue to run Mac OS versus Linux or or windows i mean if you so, would, you if you were doing that you'd fully understand the the issues around support be, because absolutely if, because if you were doing that you'd you, you're not the sort of person that would go and do that and then expect support in that scenario and i think a, a lot of people would be in the same in the same boat and i think that's key if they're going to do something like that allow in an in an official unofficial way people to load mac os uh, mac os mac os on third-party hardware there needs to be an understanding that this is unsupported they'll allow it it's unsupported and there needs to be a good relationship with the third-party hardware manufacturers to say look we're going to allow this to happen but you need to provide the drivers we apple are not going to do what we're doing now and take your drivers and and test them and make sure that they're working fully with all potential hardware scenarios. That's the problem windows has, but we are going to allow it that you have to support your drivers. You have to make sure that they're working properly and that they're working properly in, in all the different scenarios that could be. And maybe it's a, maybe it's a small subset of the the, uh, x86 products that are out there that are officially supported, but I think that would be a nice path for Apple to go down. Hey, years ago, years and years ago, I called for Microsoft to switch out the NT kernel of Windows and switch to a Linux kernel instead. Guess what they're doing with the next edition of Windows 10? They're not switching. They're not switching out NT kernel altogether, but they sure are making it a heck of a lot easier to run Linux and Linux applications on Windows. You're a visionary, Mike. Uh, what can I say? It only took 15 years. <laughs> and I know that guys often called, you know, and said, why on earth um, doesn't Apple go down the route or are they producing an ARM-based um, device? And, mm. and maybe that that's a route that they could go down. You know, putting a, you know, put a software system out there that runs an ARM and people could then it, run devices using ARM uh, compatible equipment the only problem is you wouldn't have the power that you'd probably be looking for in your scenario though well i don't know you know that that's that's the official route we hear people say apple is headed down 
uh, is that they're going to switch to the, their own in-house developed chips. And it's certainly an interesting path for them to take. And it, I would not be surprised if they did announce that. I would not be surprised if they said in, say, 2021 that the MacBook uh, or MacBook Air, whatever is going to be the current device at that time, is an ARM-based device. Uh, they There will need to be a compatibility layer, much as they did uh, with the PowerPC compatibility layer when they switched to Intel and as they did with others in years prior to that. That would be, what, the f- fourth platform shift for Apple? Wow, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think switching to ARM would be the fourth. Uh, yeah, I think, so I, I think you're right because there was they went. Um, the, what was it before Power Power PC, wasn't it? Because that was a major change. Before that, they went to Power, and then they yeah, went Power to, PC to Intel, and then, and Intel, then Intel to Intel ARM. To, yeah, uh, and then of course you have the original, the original uh, yeah. eighty. Uh, oh shoot, what is it? Um, the Sinclair QL used it too. Um, Oh gosh! Everyone's screaming at me right now. Anyway, and I can't, anyway, yeah. yeah. That that would I keep be... wanting to say eighty eighty six, and I know that's completely not not correct, and neither is Z eighty, which is what the <laughs> my other Sinclair computer ran. But um, shoot, but, what, the but, Motorola uh, the Motorola processor, and and that that um, that would be the the thing is that they're not major are they they're not they're not they're still not as main they are more mainstream than they ever have been um so to do it again uh the more mainstream they are now would be quite a shift um to do it it'd be even a bigger step than any of their previous steps moving away from a different system yeah yeah that's true that's so true. so and and my concern would be that the the apple of today is is so much more commercial so they there would have to be a massive reasoning behind doing it uh inefficiencies somewhere down the line or or for some sort of improvements because i can't see apple doing it from a technical point of view um there'd have to be some sort of commerciality i think there because i think they're much more of a commercially commercial company now than they were five ten years ago yeah you know here's the other thing and this is completely a a different topic but i have said that uh this alleged mac pro that they keep saying is coming (laughs) uh that's been two years i honestly don't think we're ever going to see it no uh i don't think that apple is going to release it uh that's that's my personal feeling on it i i they made the promise two years ago it does not take two years to make a new mac pro uh i think the imac Pro was a way to test the waters to see what the market will bear in terms of a pro-level machine, and it's a fantastic pro-level machine. Uh, however, I think that was a test by Apple. They were floating it out there to see, can can we put forth a Mac Pro and will, will the users buy it? Will they accept it? The big problem with the iMac Pro is that it's an all-in-one, and there isn't that option to build upon and expand it, and and you know select your own monitor and all that kind of stuff. It's a this is the Pro machine, you know, like it or lump it. Uh, whereas a, a a Mac Pro, the mythical modular Mac Pro, as Eric and I like to call it on on my show, is uh, something that's I think a little bit more palatable to people. Something along the size of a a Mac Mini that you can build upon and expand by adding modules you know snap together a lego like kit if you will yeah uh the technology exists 
for high-speed communication between modules. The technology exists. We're using external um, uh, video, uh, external graphic chassis right now to improve the capabilities of MacBook Pros and, and iMacs. So why not have modular boxes that we can snap together and add or subtract capability as needed? And I think that would be an amazing machine. And I would I would buy into that. I've, I've already convinced myself I would buy into a new Mac Pro if it existed the way I'd like it to exist. But I, 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 don't, wasn't, I don't think it's going to. Wasn't that their idea, though, with Thunderbolt and the add-ons that you could use with Thunderbolt? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I'm saying. The technology is there. The Apple can do this. They can make it work if they want to. And goodness gracious, it should not take a company like Apple two years to come up with something new like this. No, no. They, they, yeah, it's... Other companies are innovating like, like Banshees. Uh, in terms of rolling out new hardware on a on a regular recurring um, cycle, uh, and Apple Apple seems to be a bit behind the curve. So, okay, we sh- we sh- we shall see on that score. Okay, yeah, so yeah, no, they, I'm excited. I'm excited for the new Mac. Oh, well, that's now that's I just good. don't think we're going to see it. <laughs> You're excited for something which I'm isn't going to happen. For it. <laughs> I want to see it. I just don't think we're going to see it. Okay. And I right. want Apple to prove me wrong in two weeks. Okay. Uh, fingers crossed then. Fingers crossed. So, Mike, <laughs> what is your history in Macs? Is it still it, – um, I know that you um, – it was part of your your business. Is it still – I mean, it used to work um, running Macs uh, and administra- administrating Macs, if that's not too uh, derogatory, if I haven't got – God, I hope I've got that wrong. Please correct me. But I know that now that uh, that it's it's part of your business, and I assume that you've always been a Mac guy. Is uh, did you come from something else? You mentioned um, different operating systems earlier on. Um, just give us a little bit of history about you and your Mac, your Mac um, timeline, as it were. How about my Apple timeline? Uh, okay, so that would be how, better. That would. Be how much better. time do we have? Let's, let's try and make it <laughs> make it relatively brief. How much time do you want us to talk about Mac stock? Let, let's let me give that to you. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> oh, Mac stock. Oh, I can talk about Mac stock forever. Okay, so here's can. a brief history can. of Mike and, and Apple products. So, excellent. excellent. Um, yes, it's true. I, I I do work with small businesses who use Macs in in business. Um, I don't do anything on an enterprise level or um, on an educational, you know, large educational level or anything like that. There are people who are far smarter than me to do that kind of stuff. Um, But my history with Apple goes back to the late 70s when uh, I was probably, what, in the the realm of um, 11, 12 years old, something like that. Uh, In in the U.S., we have, you know, elementary school, then you have uh, junior high, you know, you have grade school, junior high, and then high school. That's kind of the progression up through age 18. And in junior high, we had a couple Apple Apple II computers. Uh, And I spent a lot of time playing, um, and and longtime users will recognize both of these titles, Star Trek and Lemonade Stand, uh, two very popular (laughs) Uh, lemonade stand is, of course, you know, teaching you small business uh, tactics as you run a lemonade stand and and all the things that can happen, rainstorms and, oh, my gosh, there's a, a 
I, I don't know if they had diseased crops or anything like that, but you know, you, you, you would run a lemonade stand and, and try to make as much money as possible. And then uh, Star Trek, you know, with the wonderful graphics that we had at that time, the enterprise was represented by the E Klingons by K's and stars by asterisks. And you had to navigate your enterprise through space and, and shoot the K's. And <laughs> it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. And, um, that was that was my first introduction to it, and uh, Apple products at the time were quite expensive. We didn't have one at home, um, but it was right as I was getting into high school that uh, in a lunchroom trade, uh, a fellow student, uh, Ray, uh, I could give his full name, but, it, but Ray, he sold me his Sinclair ZX80 computer, uh, and uh, that was my first personal computer I ever owned. And I spent much time laying on the floor of my bedroom, uh, coding on that. It wasn't even a chiclet keyboard. It was a membrane keyboard and it was quite, quite annoying to type on, but that's how I learned to touch type was on a, a membrane keyboard. And, um, it, it, I, I stuck with the Sinclair world for quite some time. I upgraded to what was the American equivalent of the ZX81, which was the Timex Sinclair 1000. And then I went to the American equivalent of the Sinclair Spectrum, which was the Timex Sinclair 2068. And uh, I, I enjoyed those computers a lot. They were easy to use. They had a programming language built into them. You could make them do all kinds of wonderful things. And um, then in high school, we had a couple labs, Apple labs, uh, not, not Mac. We actually had a Lisa in the school amazingly but the kids were not allowed to touch that that was only for <laughs> that was only for the teachers um there was a lisa but we had apple II labs and my first job ever my first paying job i should say was uh spending time in those apple II labs making sure that the, that the apples kept running and if someone had trouble printing out their print shop or print master banners on a dot matrix printer, I could go over and help them get it fixed. Or if there was a problem with the computer and it, <laughs> it needed to be rebooted or the disk reinserted or whatnot to keep the applications running, um, or as we called them, then programs uh, running, that was my job to be there and, and help keep the Apple lab uh, running. And, and and part of it was because the, the teachers, you know, in 19... 80, 81, 82, they didn't want anything to do with the computers. So they let the the geeky kid who wanted to do stuff with the computers work in the lab. And there were a couple of geeky kids like me who, who did that. So that was actually my first, my first paying gig. And then, um, as I went off to college, there were a couple of kids on my, my dorm floor who had apples and I spent a heck of a lot of time on those learning to uh, program them, you know, make dan lines dance around on screen to music that was played off a, a tape, a cassette tape, yep. you know, because yep. that, that's, yep. that's what we had. And, you know, you play the music, but you had to time it perfectly to the graphics that were going on screen. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and there was a, there was a Mac lab at college. It was very small uh, and it was not meant for me, but I found ways to get in there and, and, uh, and spend time on the computers. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, it, it just goes on from there. I started uh, small publishing, a, a, a literary magazine in uh, late 80s and, and early 90s. And, uh, you know, I couldn't afford a scanner or a printer myself. So I, I would go over to the local Apple shop. It was not not owned by Apple. It was an Apple shop and 
rent time on their scanner and rent time on their printers. Um, and at, at the time, I was a PC user. That was what I could afford. That was what I built. I white boxed yes. the computers. Yeah. You know, there you so go. I, I built there the computers. Go. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's where my that's where my want and my need to have a little bit more control over the hardware comes from. Is that's what I've always done. You know, and I wanted I a full key, yeah, a it. full and proper <laughs> keyboard for my Sinclair. What did I do? I bought a, a a cherry key keyboard and I I soldered the wires in the back of it to make it into a full <laughs> keyboard for my Sinclair. You know that that was what you did. So that you know it it's obviously a generational thing. It's obviously um, a, an old man's thing. Uh, you know, at fifty two, that that was just my heritage. Is it's it's abhorrent to me that I can't take apart a computer and upgrade it or change it or things like that because that's where I came from. <laughs> but on the other hand, I appreciate that that's where we're at. So yeah. um, I can't remember at which point I got my first uh, proper Mac that I owned myself, although uh, several years in, I did buy uh, a lonely little Mac SE from a, uh, a garage sale, or I think you call them boot sales. Yep, yep. Um, and I think I paid all of $25 for it, but it worked. And I got to, uh, you know, upgrade the memory, swap out the hard drive, uh, all the fun things on that until I, I got my first proper Mac, which was, I think, a uh, – uh, I can't remember if it was a Power Mac or if it was a MacBook Pro. Uh, I think it was a, it was a Power Mac MacBook. And, um, yeah, that, that was it. That, you know, things took off from there. Um, and I, I haven't looked back. So no, I really no, you, the, you it, haven't it, looked it, back. You've, you, you haven't looked back. You've now gone on and, and you, you're now uh, cr- the creator um, of Mac stock. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you're now into, is it the fifth or sixth year this year? Is this the fifth or the sixth year? This is going to be the, the fifth the year fifth of Mac year. stock. I, yeah. I can't believe it. This is just, uh, it, it's, it's been an amazing run and I look forward to many, many more years of it. Uh, it's just a, a a wonderful opportunity to bring the community together. You know, MacStock originally uh, started as an idea in my head to bring together listeners of my podcast. That's that's what it yep. started out to be, yep. and it turned out to be so much more when uh, a MacWorld was canceled and Barry had the idea to gather people together in his backyard for a barbecue, and and I said, well. A uh, Barry Folk, I should say. Yep. Um, and uh, I said, you know, gosh darn it, Barry, you have the makings of this idea that we talked about a couple of years prior to that. And <laughs> it's just kind of ballooned from there. So, uh, I love it. This, this is this is who I am. Putting on something like MaxDoc, bringing people together, educating them, um, uh, sharing new ideas. That's at my heart and that's why i love doing max stock so much and why I, I hope i can continue to do max stock for many many years to come i do too i do too because um yeah i haven't been able to go to uh, another one since the the first one um and but that first time was uh, just awesome and i know that guy's been to all of them and uh, he loves it he absolutely loves going so what's what, can you tell me anything about this year's max stock to get the the, the people's um, taste buds uh, dribbling a little bit yeah, you know, this is really shaping up to be 
the the biggest and every year is the biggest and best, right? But this, <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is shaping up to be one of the best Mac stocks yet. Uh, last year, I decided to start theming the talks, yeah. and it worked incredibly well. Last year's theme was productivity, and you heard me comment uh, on the slide earlier in the episode here. Create. That's this year's theme for MacStock is create. Yep. And it's not just about being creative. You know, in other words, it's not just about the fine arts. It's not just about Photoshop. It's not just about music production. It's a lot more than that. It's about finding new innovative ways to accomplish tasks, being creative with your time, um, and yes, expressing yourself creatively, but doing all of that while getting the most from these silver and glass and aluminum uh, uh, devices that we have in front of us. Uh, and that's what I've tasked this year's speakers with, is to to take something that they're passionate about, take take a, a topic that they would like to, to share with the attendees and make it fit within this theme. And so this year's theme is, is create. Uh, we have an, an amazing group of attendees again this year. We have 14 speakers, by the way or 14 presenters, I should say. And uh, it, it's not the most presenters we've ever had, but it's I'd almost argue it's the most content we've ever had. Right. And uh, even more so this year, uh, speaking of attendees, even more so, I, I always say, you know, this is people's opportunity to meet other Apple, uh, Mac, and iOS users from around the globe, more so than ever, it's true. We, we just had... About two weeks ago, we just had our first registrant from Japan. Wow. Uh, we had our first person uh, coming to MaxTalk from Australia. Uh, and we've even had uh, our first registrant from, uh, I believe it's the first time we've had someone from Mexico coming to MaxTalk. So not only do we have our, our European and Canadian contingents that we always have every year, but now we have po folks coming from across the other pond, the bigger pond. And I, it's it's exciting, it's humbling. Um, I'm I'm uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is going to be uh, just fantastic. Uh, I've got to say, the fact that you're now getting people from all around the world like that, as Steve would have said, awesome, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That that is, you must be really really chuffed with that, Mike. Oh my gosh, uh, so much so. Uh, you know, what makes MaxDoc really exciting is that it's not, yes, I'm the organizer and yes, I created it, it if you will. Um, but it's more than that because MaxDoc is, what happens at MaxDoc is really a result of feedback I get from attendees, but also feedback and suggestions for ways to improve it from uh, past presenters or current presenters. Uh, a good example of that is this year. We're going to have, uh, you know, you you know the Mac Power Users yep. podcast, yep. David Sparks, Stephen yep. Hackett. They are going to be recording Mac Power Users number five hundred live at MacStock this year. Wow! And that came about because David David gave me a ring last fall and he said, "Hey, you know, I, I had a good time at MacStock this summer. Uh, it was his first one, and his his mind gears started turning. And he said, you know, it's going to be about uh, Mac Power Users 500 around the time MacStock rolls around again next summer. How about we do that live at the conference? And I said, sold. 
sold. I mean, it, it's such a great idea. It fits in so perfectly with what Max Talk is all about. Yeah, and the, they could, the, it, it ties in definitely with the creativity. Of course, Guy is now shouting at the podcast saying, I've done that at many, many Max Talks. I've done that at many Max Talks. Guy, I think you just need to take a little less equipment when you're doing it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> No, Guy, Guy has. Uh, a, a number of folks have recorded episodes of their podcast live at MaxDoc. That's not new. But he's doing um, it live. Is he actually on stage? He was not on stage. He was in the... In no, the no, I mean da- David Sparks. Yeah, they're going to be yeah. on stage at yeah. MaxDoc. And yeah. it's it's going to be what wraps up the, you know, Saturday. Yeah. Um, cool. And, it, you know, it, it, it's, it is episode 500. Uh, it is, uh, you know, from a podcaster's perspective, perspective that's a big deal you know 500 oh yeah yeah we, tell us we we try and, and celebrate every big number we can even they even, like, even small numbers <laughs> even small <laughs> it's episode 374 yeah yeah uh, but you know it, it's a big deal and it's nice that the they do uh go out and have these live recordings of their podcast um in various parts of the country they just had one in chicago in uh, was it march i think it was and um, I got the opportunity, the privilege to attend that, and it was a lot of fun. They had a, g- a great group of folks uh, come together there at that little theater in Chicago. And I think this is another opportunity to bring some of their fan base together at, at MaxDoc. Excellent. Um, the other thing that's going on, though, that is really exciting is another thing that came about because of a, a presenter of MaxDoc, and that's Wall- Wally Truinsky's MaxDoc yep. Film Fest. So he's been presenting talks at MaxDoc about getting the most of your iOS devices, shooting video, you know, live. He calls it video to go, shooting live video with your uh, phones and editing that video and things like that. And this year he wanted to go one better. He wanted to uh, give the attendees who've been learning from his talks the opportunity to participate in MaxDoc themselves. So he came up with the idea for the MaxDoc Film Fest. And so anyone who's attending and has an original short film that they shot or they edited on their Mac or their iPhone, uh, and we're saying, you know, ideally shot or edited, and that's the key, shot or edited within the past year-ish, submit it, submit it. And there's a good chance that it's going to be shown there at at MaxDoc. And that's how we're going to wrap up Sunday. Our second day of MaxDoc is going to be this MaxDoc Film Fest. And it's just another one of those things that, that bookends a fantastic day of talks by all the amazing presenters we have. So it's, it, it, heck my Mac, my Mac is going to be there again yep. with yep. the, my Mac game show, Both. which is an amazingly fun time. Yeah. I know that Tim, Tim's a big fan of the, of the, of the festival. I'm, I'm going to call it a festival, not a conference. I'm going to call it a festival, and oh, and, and Guy loves it as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, they love they love helping out and doing stuff there. So Tim and Guy are amazing supporters of MaxDoc, yeah. and uh, I'm so grateful to have them there every year. And the MyMac Game Show again. Um, I guess this is somewhat exclusive because I haven't announced it yet through the official MaxDoc channels. But OWC, Otherworld Computing, is going to be the official sponsor of the MyMac Game Show this year. So um, that's that's going to make it exciting. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe OWC, they're going to contribute some prizes. I don't know. 
Are you? Wait and are, see. Are or, you listening? Or, or, yeah. yeah, or be there, or be there and find yeah. out. But they'll, so. they'll definitely be there, and there's some other exciting things coming from, from OWC at the conference this year, too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a great weekend. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, that's great. Right, I'm going to move us on uh into the next section but that's uh i'm sure we'll have you on both you know next time guy will be here because i know that you don't mind talking to guy really um and uh and we'll have some more details as we get closer to to max stock mike so let's break out of this section do you want to take us out do you know what the routine is mike or do you want me to do it rather than being embarrassed i will defer to your better judgment. <laughs> hey, everybody, stand by to stand by, and we'll be Max Doc back. See what I did there? I, d- I did. Clever. I was just never late, Frederick Beggins. What's he early? He arrives precisely when he means to, and usually listening to the Tech Fan Podcast. Tim Robertson and David Cohen, part of the Stoplight Network. It used to be that porn was the most embarrassing thing you could be caught doing on the internet. Now, let's listening to the G-Men on the MyMac Show podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to MyMac Podcast 753.3. Yes, Guy, I'm still sticking with the point two, point three, point four stuff, whether you like it or not. Isn't that right, Gaz? Nod's head. See, see, I did it. I did it. Gaz's tips. Mostly. Gaz's tips. Mostly. Gaz's tips. It's time for Gaz's tip. Okay, if you have a lot of group chats in iMessage conversations, it can be easy to lose track of who said what, where, and when. Well, ever since actually OS 10 Yosemite, you can name group chats by clicking details if you're on your Mac on the top right hand uh, and then naming at the top of your Mac. So it comes up and all you have to do is just type it in. If you want to do this, however, on your iOS device, go to the group message, click info and here you can enter a group name. Nod's head. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. Is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's tips. Now, here, Guy normally goes, zip, boing, but I haven't got that one, Guy, so I... Zip, boing. Well done. Thank you very much. Oh, you're he, welcome. He's actually... Sorry. <laughs> he's actually... Don't, don't apologise. <laughs> <laughs> um, now... Uh, Mike hasn't got a pick for us because, as you heard at the start of the show, he's only been on for, you know, well, probably more than five minutes now. Um, uh, But I had to ring him up short notice. So here's a quick pick from me. And it's it's one that I found I used when I was on that track day experience. And that track day experience was the track day that we had in Berlin. Yes, I was working, folks honestly but we used airdrop because people were taking photos of the other people who were driving around and most most of us had apple devices because it seems that business now is certainly moved towards having apple devices and we were videoing each other and taking pictures and we just airdropped them to each other 
made it so much easier than saying, what's your email address? I'll, I'll ping them to you. I'll email them to you. I'll, I'll, I'll text them. I'll add them to the text. No, just airdrop them. So, folks, if you want to transfer images, I think you can do it with all sorts of uh, of items on your devices but images and videos and you want to move them over to somebody else and they've also got an ios device just airdrop it it makes life so much easier um itunes if you could give us an itunes uh, review that would be great and you know that the wooties are there sitting waiting for you just do a review tell us you've done it give us your email you'll get a wooty um mac stock now mike give us a little bit more actual detail about when where how who what for t- max stock 2019 mm, well i talked about some of the what i talked about the film fest i talked about mac power users 500 live if you would like to see some of the who like allison sheridan or dave ginsburg or kirsten sia or rosemary orchard or chuck joiner or who else was there david sparks oh my gosh david sparks mike schmitz brett terpstra josh wrench or rick cartwright those are our primary presenters, by the way. If you'd like to see any of them. Or Mike, if you want to see Mike as well. You've, yeah, you've, I'm on there a little bit. <laughs> I'm on there a little bit. That's I'm not who people come to see. They come to see these awesome folks I've got lined up as speakers. <laughs> well, MaxDoc 2019 is taking place July 27th and 28th. That's a Saturday, Sunday. Here, near Woodstock, Illinois. That's northern Illinois. Uh, very easy to get to fly into chicago you can take the train out you can take a bus out you can take a horse out if you want to i think you could probably take a horse out if you want to um but it it, yeah july 27th and 28th um uh, the 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 weekend pass includes everything i've mentioned all the presenters i've mentioned uh of course you get a you get a max doc t-shirt that's pretty cool. You get lunch included both days. We have evening events going on. Uh, Barry has on Friday night a little kind of reception, get to know people at at or near the hotel uh, Friday night. And then on Saturday night, we've got the second year of his game night, which is always kind of fun. You know, there's different card games and board games and things like that that people can sit around and play. And he also had some uh, iOS games thrown up on the big screen. I'm not sure what he has planned for that this year. Uh, and then there's also, you know, some appetizers and stuff in the evening to to kind of socialize and get to know your other attendees. So all that's included. Uh, there's maybe some, you know, some bonus swag in there, too. Um, but the uh, full price weekend pass is only $249. It includes all that stuff. It includes all the presentations, all the special events, everything going on. But even better, people who are listening to this show, if you go to purchase your your pass and you put in the discount code MyMacGuy, that's all one word, MyMacGuy, you get $70 off that price. So $179 for two days. All that fun. Wow. And getting to meet all these amazing people from around the world. I, th- I, I think that's a pretty good deal. Uh, we have, uh, some hotels lined up. If you go to the website, you can check out the, uh, uh, the, uh, list of lodging that's available in the area. Uh, you can check out the full schedule of talks and you can check out all the speakers. Um, I think once you go there, oh, oh, the two day we can pass this year also includes the digital pass. So if there's a talk that you missed or you want to 
you want to rehash again, you know, a, a week or two later, you can sign in at the MaxDoc site and watch that talk over again. So that's included as well this year. So it really is a, a pretty good value for 179. And uh, I hope uh, I hope your listeners want to join us because my Mac is going to be there in a in a big way this year. Absolutely. Uh, I just I definitely encourage uh, if you can if you can at all sneak it in then sneak it in folks you must you must um right now i'd like to uh thank a guy's patreon supporters chris nick bob and troy and his kofi supporters frank warren troy bob yvonne and owen mike could you give your contact details and the mac stock details as well the websites to where do people go Sure, absolutely. So MaxDoc is MaxDoc, that's M-A-C-S-T-O-C-K, MaxDoc2019.com is the, the shortest and best way to get there. That'll pop you over to MaxDocConferenceAndExpo.com, MaxDoc2019.com. Uh, I am at MaxDocExpo on Twitter. And uh, you can also find me at my podcast here and there occasionally, uh, which is called For Mac Eyes Only. And that's for MacEyesOnly.com or at for MacEyesOnly on Twitter. Um, and these days, you, I'm uh, spending a little bit more time on MacStock, but that's because it's coming up here really quickly. It's coming up in July, which is just like two months away. I can't believe it. It's going to be here and then gone before we know it, but it's going to be <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, Mac, at MacStock Expo on Twitter or um, MacStock2019.com. Excellent. Thank you very much. If you'd like to contact me, you can send an email to gaz, that's G-A-Z, gaz, at mymac.com or on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, G-A-Z-M-A-Z, cars. Uh, you can also contact both Guy and myself on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z, Cars. Uh, you can also send an email to feedback at mymac.com. That's F-W-E-D-B-A-C-K at mymac.com. You can also Skype us. Yes, you really, really, really can. And if you did in the last week, I'm sorry, but I don't have access to the recordings. So if you did call us in the last week, you'll be on next week. And it's uh, Skype, which is plus one if you're outside the US, 7034369501. You don't need the plus one if you use Skype to call it. You can also contact Guy. Now, remember, I like doing this. He's the guy. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I screwed up. No, no, no. He never does. His name was Guy. His name was Guy. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guy's the one. Yeah, and you remember Guy? If you want. An email from Guy. Then you send it to Guy at MyMac.com. That's G-U-Y at MyMac.com. Uh, he's also on the Twitters. He is Mac Parrot. <coughs> or he is Vert Shark. Yeah, that's enough of that. I've, yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to shorten that, definitely. So... I think that'll do it for this week. Thank you so very much for the quick coming on to the show, uh, Mike. It was a bit of a long shot for me just to ring you up and see if you were free. But, boy, I'm glad you were because that, that wouldn't have been half as good if it had just been me on my own, I can assure you. So thank you to Mike. <laughs> I hope I hope all the listeners... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Stop. Yeah, stop apologising. Um, I wish all the listeners can uh, make it to MacStock, and I'm sure Guy and both myself and Guy will be on the show next week. Um, I'm pretty sure. Guy, are you there? Guy? 
Guy. End. Thanks for downloading and listening to the MyMac Podcast. You can also hear other great podcasts on the MyMac Podcasting Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Geekiest Show Ever, the Let's Talk Podcast, Essential Apple Podcast, and the Club PlayStation and Club Nintendo Podcasts. Yes, just a short note. Mm, I kept saying my Mac Podcast 753, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's my Mac Podcast 754. Sorry if I confused you all. Duh, gaz.